0: redeemed us unto God you've washed our sin away you brought us into relationship with you that we truly might understand and receive and live in righteousness Holy Spirit we thank you that you are in this place we ask you to move on every heart and every life as only you can do that every single person would have an encounter with you Through the Word of God, that they might come to know you as the teacher and the guide. They would know you as the anointing, that that anointing breaks every yoke of bondage in our life. We thank you for utterance to speak as we ought to speak, that truly things would be revealed to the hearts of every person. And in that revelation, knowledge. The enemy has no place. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the revelation that you bring to our hearts and to our minds. And so we give you all the glory. We give you the honor, the praise, and the thanksgiving for what will be accomplished in every heart and in every life by your word and by your spirit this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning, church. How are you this morning? morning? Man, praise the Lord, why don't you look at somebody next to you say, by the authority of God's Word, you are not my problem. Praise the Lord. If you believe that, you can be seated. If you believe the person next to you is your problem, remain standing. We want to pray for you. Praise the Lord! It's good to see you this morning. We want to welcome everybody who's joining us uh, a live stream online. We want to welcome our Meeker campus. Welcome! Glad that you're here with us today. I believe that God has some uh, things for us. I want to remind you just of a few things. I know there was a lot on the announcements, but if you want to uh, register for Bible school, just go on to the app. Uh, again, some of you may have been going on to uh, the website. They're working on that. Some things uh, got. Uh, messed up there on the website from the outside they 're working on that you can also go onto the app so don 't allow that all that electronic stuff to to frustrate you and to to throw you off just stay with it if you have a uh Difficulty, you can call the office. Um, some things going on, uh, so we we just want you to, if that's what you want to do, we want you to be able to get involved and not be frustrated with those things. Also, I just want to encourage all of you. Last week, and men especially, uh, if you have a testimony of how that impacted the men's conference, impacted your life, uh, you know, I uh, really I was talking to Addison. He said he would love to hear those testimonies. We've been hearing them throughout the week, and so if you want to get on the app, send those in. Uh, get on the website, share your story. Uh, uh, with us. Uh, we'd love to let him know uh, the impact of, uh, of your, on your life uh, from last weekend. Amen praise the Lord. Well, we started a series of messages, and again, if you were with us last week at all men's conference, so much of this wove together uh, as, as we are talking about the body, and again, you know, when I'm, I'm ministering or I'm, I'm studying on something, the Word of God always starts to put it all together, so you might have thought, I don't even know if this has anything to do with what pastor's talking about, and I'm saying it waves together, so just stay with me, but you know, if you were here Sunday morning, and you got the, the book X, uh, and t- where John talked about multiplication, he's talking about the grace that's upon your life. That charisma, that 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 endowment of power to go beyond your own ability in every area of your life. And so uh, it's good to get that to understand as we talk about members of the body, what is upon your life. And, and that charisma that he's talking about in that book will help you a great deal. Because many times when we start talking about the body, we start talking about gifts, we start talking about those things we get over into, you know, is everybody an apostle? Is everybody a, a prophet? And really, uh, we start to weave things together and when we're talking about the apostle prophet evangelist pastor and teacher we're not talking about the charisma on their life their gift is actually doma it's actually an office that God Jesus gave to men to equip them to use the charisma that's on their life to go above and beyond in the normal day-to-day life and so, if you were listening, to that if you were here Sunday night, one of the greatest things when we start to talk about the body, we talk about the local church body. We talk about how we interact with each other, how we rise above. Uh, you know, Addison was talking about the mindset of the saints. First of all, if you weren't here, you need to get that uh, tape or get uh, get a uh, recording of that, or get his book Saints, because it will help you. But he said the mindset of saints. One of the things that really trips us up that we need to pay attention to, and that is that the mindset Set of a saint does not let the uh, mundane or the everyday things become meaningless. Come on, a lot of division is caused within the body of Christ, within a local church body, because we begin to see the day to day as meaningless. Now listen, let's just take for a moment, this isn't certainly in my notes because I didn't know what Alan was going to say, but let's just take that for a minute and see how much in the kingdom we might be missing out on because we just see the day-to-day as meaningless. We're looking for when is the job going to pay me a million dollars? I'd love to make a million dollars in a month, but if somebody said, what if I start you with a penny? Oh, no, no, no. But if you started with a penny, you'd end up with more at the end of the month through multiplication. And so all of a sudden, our mindset, knowing and saying, you know what, the day-to-day, how I use my grace that God's put on my life with my children, with my husband, in my job, how do I use the charisma to overcome frustration with other people? How do I use that? I start there with those little things, but in the kingdom of God, before long, I'm going to see the impact on multitudes of people. But no, that's not where I want to, I want that, I want that gift. I want that pulpit. I want that position, which you may come to that place. But in God's kingdom, if we see the mundane or the everyday as meaningless, we miss multiple opportunities. And our interaction is the body of Christ. Our interaction is a local church body. Is the challenging thing to look at individuals and say, you know what, these are people that are connected to me through the head, Jesus Christ, but just day to day. We allow frustrations, we allow things to get in there that really clog up the works that actually if we didn't let it, we saw how meaningful it was when we communicated, how meaningful it is when we come together in a small group, how meaningful it is when we come together on Sunday morning because God is working from a kingdom principle, not just a natural principle. And so in our natural mind, we think, well, it doesn't matter. I'm waiting for the event, right? I'm really waiting for, you know, the next guest minister that's going to come in to minister to me. And so it doesn't matter the Sundays in between if I'm there or not. Well, actually, then you're missing out on the kingdom principle that God has. And the enemy's always working, and always has been working, from a perspective to get the local church body discouraged in many different ways. Amen. And so we started with this, uh, this foundational scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-seven. And and again, it impacted me as I was studying this because uh, let me just tell you that God's ordained for this to be a healing place. That. That, that song that we just sang, a place of miracles, a place where we come together, a place where things happen amongst us, but then we're equipped to go out and they happen not just in the place, but through the place and out from this place. Amen. Not just this place, but places like this. And so when we talk about this, and again, when we talk about the body, uh, you know, uh, to talk about the church universal Is true we're all members of the church universal but as paul is writing even as he's writing to the corinthian church about so many spiritual things he's writing to a local church he gets right down to the nitty-gritty in 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 chapter three where when he wrote it wasn't in chapter and verse but he gets down to the nitty-gritty the very beginning of the church age we still see it today People were in the local church that Paul had apostled. He had started up, and they were starting to say, well, now, are we, you know, Paul talks about some things, you know, that are very firm and they're challenging, but what about Apollos? Apollos' teaching is awesome. You know what? We should really come in here with Paul's teaching, and we should have Apollos bringing his teaching as well. he said, listen, now we got division going on. We got, and he goes, stop, stop allowing division between the information that you're getting to exist. So then we start to think, well, let's just do that. Let's just kumbaya with everybody. But you have to keep reading. Paul said, listen, that division is caused. Really, Apollos is planting and God is growing and I'm watering and things are going on. But if you listen, he says a little bit later, he says, you may have 10,000 teachers, but you don't have many fathers. So he says, right here in this local church, I'm raising you up. I'm growing you up in the local church. There's other Teachers, there's other churches don't allow division to come, but he also said there is a place where you come together and there's things going on in your midst that are stopping what could go on in the body universally. The connections that take place don't happen when there's even division in the local body right? And so when he writes to Ephesus, he's writing to that local church body. When he's writing to the church at Rome, he's writing to that local church body. So he understands this is going to expand. It's going to be universal, but he says the challenges that you face day to day, the things that will cause us to grow and increase our body or our part of the body of Christ is how we day to day can function among ourselves. How do we relate to the differences among us that are brought in? How do we deal day to day with the disappointments among us how do we deal day to day with the frustrations that come among us? Because, you know, it's easy to get outside and take, you know, the teaching of Apollos and say, wouldn't it be great if we had that here? But then what about, uh, let's look at over where Apollos, th- are those people having trouble with each other? Probably. We don't think so because we don't have to deal with those people. We're just dealing with these people. Right? But I know enough, I know wherever you go, there's going to be, problems with people, because that's where we get to the mundane, everyday, walking around, getting up, going to sleep, life is with people. And where work, miracle working power is generated is how we learn to walk every day around people and be that light be that member of the body that encourages and builds the body doesn't tear down the body that when we sit down around coffee we're talking about what god is saying to us not what god is not saying to us what god is doing right here in our midst not what he's not doing in our midst You know, sometimes I hear people say, well, wouldn't it be nice if more people got healed? Well, it'd be nice. Well, it seems like people aren't getting healed. Well, then you have to show up more because people are getting healed on a regular basis. Salvation, things are happening. But when all of a sudden you don't recognize what's happening, when it is happening, you begin to devalue what God is doing. We want to talk about each other and talk about the value of the members of the body. It's very easy to get together around coffee and begin to talk about what what people are doing and offenses that come and, and how it should be different. And that doesn't help the body. In fact, that causes division, but when we sit around the table, when we fellowship with each other, when we have lunch together to be talking about the word that we heard and how it encourages and what we can do with that word and who we can draw in with that word and how we put to practice that word and forgive one another and love one another and build one another up and encourage one another in day-to-day life and the charisma that's in their life in the day-to-day life, we'll start to see a multiplication that takes place. And so Paul begins to talk to them uh, really literally what they're going on. We covered this, that they would come together in, in, in their feasts and, and have that, the love feast. And here he says, uh, verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 27, he says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this, re, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Come on, Come on. Come on now, he, he's, he's created the body as a healing place. Now, you know, if we get down to, the, to ourselves, which is what we like to think about, well, listen, I'm doing okay, and I'm not weak, and I'm not sickly, and so I must be good. Well, he doesn't say that. He says, let each one examine themselves. He's coming out of a place where he's talking about now you've gotten together, and instead of it being like it was supposed to be, you're coming early, sitting with your group of folks, talking about how, how good you are and, and how somebody else isn't doing what they should be doing, and, and the poor don't really feel fit in with you because you have more. And now there's division going on. And because they were having these feasts, they were still having them. uh, They were thinking, Paul's going to come and tell us what a great job we're doing. And Paul said, should I praise you? I'm not going to praise you for coming together and having love feasts because it started one way and now it's taken a turn in division. And so that happens with people. You know, you come together, it starts off good. And then uh, because we're people, And what we're going to learn is the diversity that is within the body, the reason that everywhere Paul starts to talk about the love of God is because of the diversity, if you don't keep tuned up with the love of God, there will always be division because of the differences in the place. Man, if you look around, there's all kinds of differences right here in this house. But our differences actually make us better they shouldn't weaken us. Amen. And so as we go through this, we'll talk about I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But as we start to really break down a little bit in, in 1 Corinthians, you'll start to begin to look and say, okay, what, are, what, are, what is the charisma in my life? What are the gifts in my life? What is my place in the body? How do I fit in my place, my place, my place? And then you'll start seeing your place as your place instead of beginning to see this thing in my life moves through me to be a blessing in the body and without Now it starts to build up. So in an endeavor to find our place, we get wrapped up in self. Then we have to go back to the love of God to find out how it builds the others. So now that unity of the body remains strong. So what Paul was addressing uh, is very important. And I believe that if we we listen to it, we uh, are... We still, at this period of time, are supposed to be this. So I'm just going to read from William Barclays. He's talking about the early church and what really Paul had seen the early church and what was happening as it was beginning to, to be divided. It says the early church was the one place in all the ancient world where the barriers were down. Wow. Cool. Come on, that's what God wants right here. Amen. It's the one place in all of our culture where the barriers are down. Well, I won't ask you to raise your hand, but how many of you have even come to church and got barriers up? I told you, don't raise your hand, but thank you very much for your honesty. (laughs) We're not looking to expose you just to think in your heart. How many times do we come and there's not really a trust and we have barriers up, but that's not what God had planned. He said, that world was very rigidly divided. There were the free men and the slaves. There were the Greeks and the barbarians the people who did not speak Greek. There were the Jews and the Gentiles. There were the Roman citizens and those uh, considered to be outside the law. There were the cultured and the ignorant. The church was the one place where all groups could and did come together. Great, uh, great, Christ, uh, great, excuse me, the interpretation of that tongue is a great church historian has written about these early christian congregations said this he said within their own limits they had solved almost by the way almost by the way the social problem which baffled rome and baffles europe still the church was solving the church should solve the social problems that baffle our government today come on our our government today is so not cannot understand they're being more divisive than bringing us together but the church somebody say the church come on the church your church your church come on your church your local church body has a, th- a place of solving social ills that governments cannot figure out. says they had lifted, now listen to this. this is- we think we got-, we got new world problems. The devil has worked the same throughout history. says they lifted women to her rightful place, the church. Sometimes we read it and we think it's oppressive. No, it was liberating. They lifted women to their rightful place, Restored the dignity of labor, work ethic. They abolished beggary and drawn down the sting of slavery. The secret of the revolution is that the selfishness of race and class was forgotten in the supper of the Lord. A new basis for society found in love of the visible image of God in men for whom Christ died. He said, when we come together, the visible image of God himself in each and every person for whom Christ died. When we come together instead of seeing each other after the flesh, after all of our mistakes, after all that, we begin to see each other in the visible image of God himself because that's the new birth, that he has recrea- recreated us in the likeness and the image of him who created him. Says a church where social and class distinctions exist is no true church at all. A real church body A real church is a body of men and women united to each other because all are united in Christ. All are united in Christ. And so when we begin to look at it, we said this a couple of weeks ago. The one thing when I walk in the room that distinguishes my hand, my feet, my knee from all others is it's mine. What distinguishes us from the world and how it operates? We belong to Him. Come on, we all belong to Him. And when we get away from that and we get into the the, the thinking of the mundane and the life and what about me and, and how am I different from everybody else, all of a sudden the enemy comes in and he can start to create division among us. And when he creates division among us and what about me and what about mine and what about all the things that take place, we begin to get to that place where we're not understanding that we are one body, and in that body is where healing life flows. John said this, he said, when we understand the life of Jesus Christ, and we have fellowship with him, and we have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. When we come together as the righteousness of God in Christ, we come together as a local church body, raising our hands, loving one another, not distinguishing ourselves apart from one another, but distinguishing the sameness that Jesus is our head, that his life flows through us, then there is a blood, a supernatural flow of the blood of Jesus that begins to flow through this room. And the blood of Jesus begins to work and cleanse from sin. And as it's cleansing from sin, it's breaking down bondage and addiction. It's cleansing out and purifying and bringing a healing anointing through that. And he says, when you don't understand that, the blood doesn't flow like it's supposed to flow. When we desire healing and a move of God, but we get out from this place and we sit around the table and we create distinctions and division about what isn't going on and what should be the way we think it should be, it affects the flow of the body. We see something somewhere, we say, well, it should be like this here. But what happens is when we come together in a unity and we lay off the weights, we lay off the differences, Christ is able to do what Christ wants to do. And sometimes the very thing that we desire most, we are culprit of dividing because of how we take from this place and begin to share our views and division. But when we come and talk about what God's doing, What God is doing. God's doing great things. God doesn't sleep. God didn't take the day off. God's not doing something different. We talk about what God is doing, what he's doing in you, what he's doing through you. There's so much going on. There's things going on in graces in people's lives, in the jail, on Tuesday night at the extended table, in small groups. People are being healed and delivered. They're utilizing their graces to do something important. That's right. Others are going into their businesses and they're building it. Come on, right here in your midst, you've got some incredibly amazing people. Yeah. Come on, the vision of New Creation Church is every single member in their place that we see the glory of God and we begin to possess our land, gather in that harvest that is created. Amen. If you wonder about that, just go on to the J&J podcast. They've got people right here in your local church body. That's right. Business people, missionaries, people who are there sharing what they're doing in their business. We have business leaders uh, working together, collaborating, doing things for the kingdom of God through their businesses. Right. They're sharing things about leadership and, and how they affect people through their leadership by the grace that is upon their life. Finding their place and extending the kingdom of God through that. You have a grace upon your life. You have something that God has put upon your life that comes together in this local church body to grow and to strengthen the body. But also in the body, you're strengthened to go out and learn, to understand. I mean, what you could do with just what the grace on Alan's life just shared with you. You could have said, Well, you know what? I'm going to check some things out. It's offering time. Or you could have listened and went, Oh my goodness. the opportunities that are before me this week to start a process of multiplication, not just limiting myself to what might be six times, but allowing God to explode all over, and you retain that and let that go down in your heart. You just receive from a grace that now you're equipped to go out and do something with someone else. You might run into somebody who's discouraged and says, you know, uh, it just doesn't seem to be working. Oh, my gosh, the inflation right now is just terrible. And say, you know what? I heard something on Sunday. Let me just share that with you for a moment that we don't have to be limited. And watch that person go. And not to say that you're something, but all of a sudden you've changed the perspective. Well, where did you get that? You got that from being in the house. in a member of the body sharing a supply that strengthens you, that then goes out. Now, listen, it may seem small right now. It may seem like, oh, Pastor Mark, wah, 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 wah. But the Holy Spirit's saying something that if you'll pick it up and then you share it, there's a fold return on how now I'm receiving, I'm ministering to others in the body and outside of the body. Yeah. And understand this just a little bit about the body next time you think about it, because so many times, you know, we're, we're, we're outside the body conscious, and your body's going to get up out of its bed, but hopefully your heart won't get too far outside of your body this week. Your kidney won't get too far outside of your body Your muscles won't get too far outside of your body. say, what are you talking about? You're, you're, You're driving me crazy right now. Most of what happens for you to be able to do outside of your body, to lift, to touch, to speak, the strength that causes you to be able to do that is all the working inside your body. There is more going on inside your body that empowers your body to reach out, to speak out, to go forth than what's going on outside of your body. Amen. So when he says we want to discern the Lord's body, we see a lot going on outside. And I want to get outside. I want to get outside. But there's more going on inside that empowers you than outside. And so this not discerning the Lord's body. One of the ways that we understand that Paul prayed for the Philippian church in in chapter 1, verse 9. He says, I pray for you that your love, your agape, the love of God would abound in you still more and more in all knowledge and discernment. That you might approve the things that are excellent, be sincere and without offense until the day of Jesus Christ, bringing forth all the fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the praise and the glory of God the Father. He said the one thing that will cause you to be able to discern many things, but discern the Lord's body is the love of God. All right, turn over to first Corinthians chapter 12. I believe this is so important, as, as we said before. You know, as we look at the, the psalmist, he said uh, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. We understand the unity of the body. He says the anointing comes down upon the body. I'm paraphrasing right now. It goes all the way from the head to the feet, just like Aaron the priest. In Hebrews, he says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together that coming together, don't forsake that as the manner of some will be, right? So he said, there's going to be people around you that go, it's no big deal. The body's no big deal. They're not uh, 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 discerning. But for us, we say, listen, this is a vital time for me to gather with the body. Because there's something supernatural that's going on in the body if we're discerning the body, There's something going on in your body right now, things going on, keeping you healthy, keeping you, that's really just mundane. You You don't even think about it until something goes wrong with it. But it's keeping you healthy. And you're thankful that it comes together when you wake up in the morning. Right? That it's working together when you go to sleep at night. And so there's something that's going on in your body that creates life. That God says, "I created the body and how the body works, and I made you alive unto me." And so I'm using this uh, analogy of the body. Paul, Paul, the Holy Spirit, used the analogy of the body. Hopefully, to bring some understanding and revelation to us as we begin to walk through that. In verse uh, chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 12. Read the whole thing, and then let's just share a couple of things, and then we'll we'll uh, end today. Praise the Lord. It's just so, uh, so vital right now, the day that we live in. So vital right now, the day that we live in. And we can look at it and, and see many different things and, and the challenges that we run into, the challenges that we run into with each other every single day. But that's where we get to apply. Instead of saying, you know what, those people, these people begin to say, this opportunity Come on, I I got a chance right now with that difficult person. Instead of saying, if they were Christians, if they were really Christians. Come on. I mean, look in the mirror when you say that. It's easy when we're not looking in the mirror. I expected so much of these Christians, but we're not expecting as much of ourselves. come on, we might not gather in these numbers next week, (laughs) but we're going to stick with it. Because I'm telling you what the strength of the body and understanding the strength of the body as we come into the days ahead are going to be incredibly critical. Now I'll go back just a little bit because I know where I was when we were talking about this. You can say, you know, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling fine, so I must be accurately discerning. I'm not partaking of communion or, or coming together because I'm not feeling bad. Listen, he's talking about the body. At the moment we say, I must be examining myself all right because I feel fine. That's what he's talking about. We're not actually discerning, we're discerning self, not the Lord's body. What impacted me, and I'll just tell you, as your pastor, to to just get down on my knees when I'm praying and say, God, forgive us, forgive me if I missed it anywhere. But there's too many people going, I am super weak and tired. I'm tired. I don't know if I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just so tired. I don't even know if I can do this anymore. There's people who are sick. They're struggling with stuff in their bodies. We've lost some precious brothers and sisters. To stop and to say, if I have not discerned the body and blood of Jesus Christ, if I have not discerned you all properly, God, forgive me. Wash me and cleanse me. To be so selfish to say, well, I'm not sick, so I don't have to examine myself, is exactly what Paul's talking about. You just looked right inward to determine that instead of outward and said, there's some in our midst that are weak, that are sick, some have fallen asleep. And we are a body. Help me, God, to look at the people around me to the left and to the right. And give them the honor that they deserve of being a member of my local church body. Amen. The honor that they deserve as being a son and a daughter of Jesus Christ. Not whether they do everything right, not that whether or not they're, they're in ministry or not in ministry, just to look and say, my God, what he has done in you is far greater than we could ever imagine in our natural mind. What he's doing in you right now, he'll be faithful to finish. Amen. Come on. He's doing something in you right now. He started something that if you'll stay with him, he won't quit. He'll never quit on you. He will never quit on you. Don't you quit on him. Come on. The healing flow depends on. Come on, it depends on it. I've been here long enough, i pastored passed long enough to watch us grow as a body. We grew super fast at one time because everybody was going out saying what was going on. People were looking and saying, what's going on with you? Man, I started going to church. Where do you go to church, New Creation Church? They would come. They would get saved. And there was an excitement about what was going on. But all of a sudden, you get the excitement of what's going on. And then you start thinking about what's my place and where do I go? And and, and I want to be more like you. And I want to be this. And I want to be that. And I think my place. And nobody's recognizing me. And all of a sudden, it starts to go a different direction. And we stop discerning the body. We're coming back to a day when we say, Listen. There's all those things, but first place, we are one member of the universal body. Two, we are a member of each other. Locally, right here, we're not taken away from anybody else. When we look at each other and say, "Listen, what God's doing in you," there's something about the local church body. None of this is in my notes, so I'm sorry. I'm trying to get somewhere here real quick, but having a little trouble. Come on, when we get to that point and we begin to realize that one of the difficulties and struggles of a local church body is accountability. It's easier to be a part of something out there where I read the books, I listen, I go to a seminar and it's very exciting, but then I step away. I never have to really be accountable to loving the people around me or not having an offensive people around me. I just keep pulling this stuff in and feeling good about myself. But if I'm not a doer of what I hear, I'm living a self-deceived life. So this is where we get to go, I get to do exactly what I'm hearing. With some people who aren't there yet. And some people who just got here who definitely aren't there yet. Wait a minute, those people just coming in. I mean, I don't know if they're. Come on! They're more excited than half of us. Come on, there's newness of life. I don't like this body stuff. I like talking about the family more. And the, Come on, he uses the family. He uses the army. He uses the body. He's just trying to say whatever it is, we're united together. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's all free. Sorry. I'm a little deeper and heavier than I intended. He says, for as the body, verse 12, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Now, God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as He pleased. Everybody say, as He pleased. pleased. And if there were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Now, listen, He's saying something right here. He's saying, listen, He's talking to you. If you say, because I'm not the preacher, because I'm not the children's minister, because I'm not on the worship team, because then I must not be a part of the body. He's saying you can get to the point, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. We like to say they're making me feel like I'm not. He says no. Just because you're not a certain place or somebody to say something, does that make you not of the body? No, it doesn't make you not of the body. So you, me, ourselves, we have to see... We're a part of something bigger than ourselves. Whether we feel like it on any given day or not, whether we feel like somebody better or worse or whatever, we of ourselves cannot say the body does not need me. I'm here. I'm part of the body. There has to be a confidence in you. Not Again, we're not getting into all your gifts or anything yet. yet. Just to simply say I am a part of the body. If I woke up this morning and didn't feel like I was a part of New Creation Church and you have said, this is where this is my church, then you are a part of the body. And the body is dependent upon you. Come on, when you bring your praise and worship, somebody comes in feeling down and all of a sudden that praise and worship lifts up and God begins to minister to their life. You don't even know the supply that you brought, but when you came and added it, You know, I just feel like praising God today. It's just in me to pray. I'm a praiser. I'm going to praise whether anybody else praises or not. You start praising. People start praising. Everybody starts praising. God starts moving. Bodies get healed in the presence of God. It's all because you decided I'm bringing my supply. When the parking lot person is aware that they're a part of the body, they're a part of what goes on every day, and somebody gets out of their car and thinks, you know what, we just had a fight on the way to church. And The husband gets out, and the wife gets out, and they're like, we're going to go in, but we're not going to like it. And the parking lot person says welcome. It's going to be an awesome day today. Aren't you excited about what God's doing? You might be going, nope, I'm not excited at all. But you have to hear what they're saying. Oh, maybe I should be excited. Maybe. And then you run into that song that hits you. And all of a sudden, instead of like, start raising your hands, no, come on. you start listening. And then out of all the things I don't want to hear today after having a fight on the way to work is the love of God. But okay, I'll listen to that. Instead of getting in the, fi- in the car and resuming the fight that you started, you decide to forgive before you leave. And the day begins brand new. But if you were just by yourselves, you would have just kept fighting. But thank God for the body. Thank God for the parking lot person. Thank God for the worshiper that set a tone for you to hear what God was saying so you could stop fighting and love each other. Amen. You think all that can happen just by coming to church? Yeah. Well, it should be happening. Amen. Now, you get to choose. You get to choose. You can pick up the fight by the time you get out of the parking lot. Or you can say, you know what? We're not going to do this because we're receiving something from God right now. So you can't say, I'm not important because I'm just going to come in and worship. No, every part has their supply. But he goes on to say this. We need to be careful of But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all those members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Again, there's a universal concept. You can say, well, he's talking about universally. He is talking to a local church. He says, don't come together and say, we don't need you here right now. Don't come together and say, well, I don't need to go because they don't need me here right now. There's something of the gathering together of the body. What is is Paul saying? Just give you three things really quickly just to, to think about. What is Paul saying? Paul is saying we need each other. We need each other. Devil say, you don't need those people. You don't need anybody. We need each other. There's things going on, and certainly everybody doesn't know, and even as the church grows, you know less about other people, and there are small groups and all that, but there's people. As you just lift up and say, you know, as you pray with a body mentality in the morning, God, we're, I'm praying for not only my family but the church family. If there's any sick among us, God, I pray for them. Because if they're suffering, we're all suffering. And we begin to open up and begin to pray for people we don't know necessarily, aren't that close, but we begin to realize they're part of our body. We start to realize we need each other through different times and circumstances. Second thing he's telling us is we must respect each other. We must respect each other. Come on, we live in a culture that honor has gone out the window. Honor has gone out the window. We begin to look, and again, I'll use this scripture again. We no longer know anyone after the flesh, for if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, everything has become new. To look and say, you're not like me. You didn't come from the same place. You're not as mature as me. Uh, You need to know more like I know more. He said, just lay all that down and begin to just have a mutual respect for each other Amen. I know this is very very basic what I'm saying to us today some of you walk out and go wow I don't know about that, that was just pretty simple stuff but we're just starting at the very simple to bring us together so that we can really together begin to develop that, those gifts in our life the, the charisma that empowers us to go beyond ourselves in different areas of our walk in life that really the light might shine wherever we are to be able to respect one another and respect what's going on in the body. And lastly, we need to realize that we are divinely connected. We are divinely connected. I pretty much can't live without you all. God supernaturally connected us I wouldn't want to live without y'all. With all the challenges that you present to me every week. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps me sharp. Seriously. I mean, I, if, I, if I was to say I never got frustrated with y'all, just bear with me. If you say, oh, now I found out my pastor gets frustrated with me, I'm never coming back there. I'm just being honest. <laughs> things I hear, are the things that... We deal with going on as a body, but they're the things I would never live without. Because then you get to see all the testimonies of what's going on. You get to see how God divinely begins to move through connections, how God heals wounds and restores lives how God miraculously moves in people's lives. I mean, the number of miracles, people who weren't supposed to have children having children. Why? Because they came into the body. Before that, they thought, we're not going to have it. They came into the body. People started praying. There was a supply. There's healing. There's deliverance. There's places. People have realized their gifts in ministry in different places that they didn't even know that they had before they came into the local church body. We grow to a place where sometimes we're like the mundane. It's just church body. i got to go somewhere and get something new. But saints don't look at it that way. They look and say, you know what? As I'm growing, I'm going to run into issues. Some of it's just going to seem petty. It's going to seem like, why are we even doing this? We should be beyond this. But part of that is the fun of saying, you know what? We haven't arrived yet. There's still some growing to do. But we are divinely connected through our head, Jesus Christ. Amen. And he made this promise to you, he made this promise to us. That what he started, it's all over, but what he started here, 41 years ago, he'll be faithful. complete it. What he started in you, the day you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, the transformation that he started in you to break off the sin and the guilt and the shame and transform you into that very image of him as a son and a daughter. Each one of you not just the ones who are feeling it right now. Every one of you. He started something in you. And he said, I'll be faithful. Whether you're faithful or not, I'll be faithful to finish what I started. Thank you, Jesus. We're divinely connected. And he said, if you'll start to realize that you have a part to play, if you'll respect one another, the divine connection will bring such a growth in us individually that will grow the body, that will prepare us for the day that we're stepping into, the revival and the harvest that he's prophesied of for our generation and our day. The enemy is working to divide local church bodies, cause people to be disinterested, because he knows if I can separate the body, make people think it's insignificant, the power that God has created through his church and local church bodies will be diminished in the day that we need the power the most. Praise the Lord. Why don't you stand up? Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, move on every heart and every life, I pray. I believe that we have delivered the message that you wanted us to today. Pray that you'd move on every heart and every life, bring a revelation of the importance of their life. And also bring a revelation of the importance of all the lives that surround them right here. that we truly might grow in a mutual honor and respect of one another and see the divine connection and supply that each one of us brings to create a healthy body from the working within that causes us strength, that causes us to reach out farther, stronger, more vibrantly than we ever have before. Help us to see the difference between the inward working and strengthening within the body that strengthens the body, to do what the body is supposed to do in reaching out and fulfilling its very purpose. Unite us together, Holy Spirit, like never before for this day, for this time, and for this generation. Even for this local church body. Father, I pray that that understanding would be restored and a healing flow that you have prophesied would begin to be restored. Even now, we speak to bodies that are weak and that are sick. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for healing power driving out sickness and disease healing cancer heart disease mental illness cellular deficiency thank you for healing flow thank you for strengthening Through the flow, those who have become weak, tired, worn out. Bring a resurgence of life and energy for those watching, God. Thank you for anointing, flowing into that place, their car, their room, wherever they are. Whatever they're dealing with, the anointing of God. That blood of Jesus, as it were, supernaturally begins to flow in and to cleanse out impurities. And with that cleansing out of impurities begins to bring a healing and a cure and a refreshing and break yokes of bondage and bring deliverance to the captive. There might be a freedom to unite and strengthen like we never have before. For it's a day, God, of an awakening and a revival of your church. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Why don't you say this? We go, what God did in Christ Jesus? Fark seeds. Any damage done to me? By Adam's fall. You can be dismissed. Make it a great day.